Welcome to The G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. Are you online dating? Do you seem to be matching with the wrong people? How has online dating been going for you during COVID? Are you stuck on what profile pictures to post or conversation starters? Well, my next guest will be able to help you out. Erica Etten is the founder of A Little Nudge, a consulting company that helps people navigate the world of online dating. First click to first date. She is also the author of the book, Love at First Sight, S-I-T-E, and the co-host of the popular dating podcast, So We Met Online. Erica studied economics at Cornwall University and received her MBA from Georgetown. She started a little nudge in 2011 after a seven-year career as an economist. She is responsible for many relationships, marriages, and the confidence some people simply need to get out there. A Little Nudge has been featured in media, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, CBS, and she currently writes a weekly dating column. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. So I need to ask, from economist to dating expert, how did that happen? That's quite a (laughs) career change, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I always I always did the practical thing, you know, that's what I learned growing up. You're good at math, that's what you do. So I studied <laughs> economics. Um and, you know, oh, if you can do that, oh, I guess you should take a job doing that. So I worked in finance. Mm-hmm. And I kept going sort of along the path of things you're quote supposed to do. Yeah. But that don't necessarily make you happy. So separate and apart from that, I actually, I was a really early adopter of online dating. I started in 2001. Oh, wow. Nobody did online dating in 2001. No. But I, was, I know. I was like, this seems neat. Of course, my parents were afraid I would meet some sort of killer stalker, whatever. <laughs> and then years later, they're like, we'll pay for it for you. Anyway, so, um, so I did it on and off for a number of years. And eventually, I sort of combined two things I liked online dating, and spreadsheets. This is what happens when you're talking to an economist. Okay. So initially I started the spreadsheet so I wouldn't accidentally write to the same person twice online. This is before (laughs) any of the apps were out. I know. And then I was like, well, I I can measure stuff in here. So, you know, what's my response rate? You know, if I write to somebody, what's the probability that he's gonna write back to me? And then what's my conversion rate? If he writes back, do we go on a date? And I made little tweaks here and there to see what worked better, what didn't. That's when my friends started noticing that I was doing pretty well with it. You know, and they started asking me, you know, write my profile, help me, tell me what you're doing. So I was helping them and I loved it. So on the one hand, I was I was doing what I loved. I was helping friends with online dating. On the other, I was in my boring job in a cubicle mm. and couldn't take it anymore. So I took a big leap of faith and uh, nine and a half years ago, quit my job and started 
a little nudge. And now I, I get to help everyone with online dating. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. That's such a great story. Thank um, you. And it's so interesting that you said, you know, you started back in, you know, 2001. Oh, my um, gosh. I know. It was a bit, you know, hidden and shameful then, like embarrassing oh, I know. back then. Now it's so common, you know, everyone is online dating or it's not uncommon to meet a couple and, oh, how did you guys meet? Oh, we met oh, on Tinder course. or we met here or we met there, you know. I mean, it's, now it's more surprising if someone's single and not online dating. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, so you said that your friends um, asked you to help them mm-hmm. with their profiles. And um, so what what are some of the common mistakes that people make that you find that, um, you know, on their profiles or with online dating? Oh, gosh. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> Name well, the top five. I don't know. I'll, I'll separate it. <laughs> I'll separate it into pictures and profile. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of mistakes people make when it comes to their pictures. Uh, First, a lot of people have too many pictures. Mm -hmm. Uh, Different sites allow for a different number of pictures. To the extent that you can choose how many pictures you post, I recommend five. Five and only five. And here's why. Anything more you put, people have the opportunity to look at one picture. Let's say you have 10 pictures posted. They might find that they don't like number nine. And then not swipe right on you or not choose you because of that one picture. I would rather you have five pictures that truly represent who you are and that's it. And if people want more, then they can write to you. Yeah. So for those five pictures, it should be one clear shot of your face, one full body so people can see what you look like, one photo of you doing something interesting that might generate a question. Mm -hmm. So for example... You and I are both in front of our microphones right now. If you posted a picture of yourself with a microphone, it might generate, oh, do you host a podcast? And that's a great conversation starter. Mm -hmm. And then any two others. Here's what not to do. Half naked pictures, (laughs) talking to you men, no shirtless selfies, no bathroom. If you're in the bathroom, all I'm looking at is to see if the toilet seat is up and there's mildew on your bathtub. Yes. Oh, it's so disgusting. No public restrooms. I can't even imagine what would prompt someone to take a picture in a public restroom? I can't think of anything less sexy than a urinal, yeah. but the number of those I see is, is exorbitant. Mm-hmm. Um, the fish pictures, generally women don't like you holding a big fish. Uh, let's see. And and here I'm talking about um, heterosexual couples, but a lot of the same concepts apply for same-sex couples. In general, you know, uh, the big fish. I don't know. It just leads people to think, what are you compensating for? Sorry. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, pictures of you with a million friends. So two reasons for this. One, very few people take the time to figure out who you are in the picture. Mm-hmm. And if they do, inevitably, your friend is going to be someone's taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why let yourself be compared to your own friend when mm-hmm. you're already going to be compared to other people on the dating app. Yeah. Okay. So also if you have a pet, that's great. Take one picture with the pet. If you have all five pictures with the pet, people think there's no room for me in this person's life. It's all filled with the pet. So if you have five pictures, each one technically represents 20% of your life. So just make sure they actually do. Yeah. Okay. The profile. (laughs) I, yeah. Um, Oh no. Like, uh, Make sure you're smiling in at least some of the pictures. It's very 
honestly weird if you're not smiling in, in mm. any of the pictures. And I just assume there's something wrong with your teeth. <laughs> so when you are missing information, people fill in the gaps with whatever information they want. Yeah. So if you only have pictures from your neck up, people will fill in the gaps what your body looks like. Mm -hmm. If you only have closed mouth pictures, they'll fill in the gaps what your mouth looks like. If you only wear a hat, they'll fill in the gap what your hair looks like. And it's not usually a favorable assumption. So it's just better to give them the information. Mm. Oh, I love those tips. And I just want to add one thing to that as well. Filters. Oh, like go easy on the filters, please, or at least try and avoid them if you can. Yeah, I mean, the goal is to be accurate, right? All anyone wants when they look at your profile is to know who's going to show up on the date. And in COVID times, who's going to show up on the date or the Zoom call or whatever it is. Yeah, That's all people want to know. Who am I getting? You know, so just be as accurate as possible, especially in that first picture, because that's the picture people remember the most. And I'm glad you mentioned COVID times because I do want to get to that as well. But sure. we'll con- we'll continue with the profile because um, you're giving some really important tips and, um, and we'll um, mention COVID um, a bit later on. Sure. So on the profile, depending on which site you're on, they ask different questions. They might require a different length. But I recommend erring on the side of shorter over longer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, people don't want to read your novel that you've written. Mm-hmm. One, they're tired. And two, it seems very self-indulgent if you have quite that much to say about yourself. Yeah. On the other hand, don't leave your profile blank because that implies that you actually don't care yeah. about this process. You know, if you didn't even make the time to write three words, then how invested are you in the process? Yeah. So here are a few mistakes people make. Mm-hmm. Negativity. A lot of people say negative things in their profile. If you're not this, don't swipe right. Oh, yes. If if you're not this, we won't get along. If you support this person, if you like to do this, if you have a cat, if you support this football team, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it's just so negative. If you want a one night stand, swipe left. You can turn everything negative into a positive. I'm looking for a committed relationship Mm. or you know, make a joke. I hope you and I agree on our favorite sports teams or whatever it is. But the negativity, even if somebody sort of qualifies or has all of the things you're looking for, Mm -hmm. the negativity in itself is a turnoff. I find Um, that a turnoff too. Yeah. Oh, it's such a turnoff. Check for grammar and spelling. No, I'm not a teacher, but it comes off as careless. Yeah. Now, just have someone proofread it for you. I'm not saying that you need to, you know, go fancy and, 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 you know, look at the, whatever it is, the, what's the book with English? It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, just make sure you don't have typos. I would avoid text speak like you are for your Yeah. It just seems lazy, you know, acronyms. Like I've seen people write, HMU, like hit me up. No, just write, reach out to me if you want to. So things like that. Inside jokes too. Inside jokes are funny to you, Mm. maybe to your friends, Mm. but not to people who don't know you. So I see a lot of profiles or pictures that have something that I could see being funny 
if somebody already knows you. Yeah. But if they don't know you, not funny. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't take much to write a really good profile for any of the dating sites or apps. Really, just something about yourself that's unique. Yeah. So, you know, let's say, for example, you have a few hobbies and you've lived in a few different places. A good profile would be, um, I'm a, a lover of pizza, podcaster, dog owner, and connoisseur of all things whiskey. I just made that up. <laughs> but that gives you a lot of information mm. that you can write about. So I call that information message bait. Yeah. So if someone had written that profile, I could easily write, what's your favorite whiskey? Do you prefer, you know, scotch or bourbon? I could write pizza, you know, uh, you know, I love pineapple on my pizza, but that's controversial. How about you? Yeah. You could write really anything about any of those topics. And it's much more interesting than nothing or I love life or I love to laugh. I'm just as comfortable going out as staying in. I mean, come on. I love that. So, you know, you've given some great tips on pictures and Mm -hmm. content. So let's just say someone's messaged you. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about communication starters and how to effectively communicate, you know, sort of beyond the, hi, how's your day? How are you going? Yeah. Those are horrible starters (laughs) because they generally lead to nothing. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You? How's your day? Mm -hmm. Fine. Thanks. How's yours? It's fine. Nothing too exciting. Like, it it never gets better. Yeah, boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. So instead, if the person has something interesting in the profile, just ask a question about it. It's mm. that simple. So let's say the person mentions he or she likes cooking. Mm-hmm. You can say like, oh, it's nice to find someone else who loves experimenting in the kitchen. Have you made any new recipes over COVID, successful or unsuccessful? Mm. And then you could even throw in a joke like, I won't tell if you burn the kitchen down, you know? <laughs> I like that. I really like that. What about, um, you know, to say you comment on, you know, or you make a comment on what someone's written on their profile, like, mm-hmm. oh, I like pineapple on my pizza too. And the mm-hmm. re- response is very you know, thumbs up or, oh, that's good or haha or a smiley face and it doesn't sort of go beyond that. Yeah. It's really frustrating when the other person doesn't ask a question in return. Yeah. A lot of my clients ask me what to do here because it's like the person answered. So clearly there must be some level of interest, but they didn't ask a question to keep the conversation going. So I always recommend giving it one more shot you know, ask another question, say something else relevant. And if the person still doesn't know how to ask a question, rather than just ignoring it, just write like, cool, or that makes sense. The person will either get the hint or they won't. Mm. Yeah. And at a certain point, how much can you say about pineapple pizza? Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, But I do like the idea of, you know, picking something from, you know, the person's profile Mm -hmm. and using that as a conversation starter because, you know, the whole, hi, how are you? Or, you know, nice weather we're having or what do you do for work? Oh, it's so boring. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, the question like, 
how's COVID been treating you or, yes. or how are you doing in these unprecedented times? Mm. Come on. <laughs> Be more creative. So talking about COVID, Erica, um, what what has like the vibe been with online dating during the COVID period? I um, have noticed that a lot of the um, dating apps offer like um, phone calls or, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can call Paul now or why don't you have a video chat during COVID? Um, what, what has the vibe been like with COVID and online dating? Online dating is pretty much the only way people are meeting now because people mm. are not going out to bars and restaurants and events. Mm. And so it's busier than ever before. When COVID first started, nobody knew what was going on. So everyone kind of took a pause. I mean, all of my clients anyway said, like, let's just take a couple of weeks off, see what happens. And then, of course, now we know there is no end in sight. Mm. And so gradually everyone started coming back because in the absence of online dating, how are you going to meet new people? Mm. So it's gotten quite busy. But yes, most of the apps now have built-in phone call or video chat functions, Mm -hmm. which I do find helpful, especially, I mean, I see no problem exchanging your phone number to have a call, but some people are a little wary of that. So you don't even have to if you're in the app. Under normal circumstances, non-COVID, I recommend people just get to the date sooner rather than later. But these days, You really have to defer to the person who's the most cautious. So if one person wants to meet and the other person wants to have a call, you're having a call Mm. because you have to go to the lowest common denominator. So while a video call is certainly not the same as an in-person date, it's a decent proxy for one. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's definitely, you know, had we said before March, like, oh yeah, let's do a video call date. People would have laughed in your face. Exactly. But now it makes total sense. And I do believe that the video calls are going to be used well after COVID because look, who's I can't lie, it's easier to sit in your apartment or house and only dress up on top <laughs> and have a video call. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And some people also want to see that the person looks like their photos as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, the, some of the restrictions have been lifted here in Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're still not going to nightclubs or, you know, bars. Right. I mean, some of the uh, pubs here are open, but you know, with, mm-hmm. within the restrictions and restaurants here are open as well, again, within restrictions and there's right. a limited, um, time that, you know, you can sit in the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a few people, ask me for suggestions like oh what what do we do for dates or you know or if we have the video call and we want to meet up what do we do and Mm -hmm. I made suggestions like going for walks because exercise there wasn't any restrictions on exercise um (laughs) you know besides the gym and um you know how long you can sort of go out for and be out for um like going for a walk grabbing a coffee going for a walk around the park you know keeping a distance and you know having those conversations um Mm -hmm. you know that was you know one of the suggestions that I made um and I think that you know one of the good things um with COVID is that it has kind of in terms of dating that is it's kind of made us be a bit more creative with I agree our with approach. that yeah with how we um approach 
um, our person and what we do and conversation starters. And like you said before, yes, the whole COVID thing. Oh my God, how are you going through <laughs> during COVID? It's just like, oh, let's go. I know. That. I think people want a date to not think about it. So don't bring it up so much. That's but it. no, I think your walking idea is a great idea. That's what I've been suggesting too. Yeah. Also, you know, to the extent that both people are comfortable, you could do an outdoor drink. Uh, you know, every city, every country has different restrictions and different things lifted. So again, you know, I can't tell specifically, I can't tell people specifically what to do, but I always say just respect the other person and how cautious they want to be. Yeah, I think that in addition to making people more creative, like you said, it also makes people have to communicate a little bit better. Yes. Like, for example, right before uh, we started recording this, I was on a Zoom coaching call with a client, Mm -hmm. and she has a second Zoom date with someone on Friday. Mm -hmm. And I guess he had asked her to meet in person for the second date, and she said she wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. And he respected that, and they're doing a Zoom call. But I told her, if you want to see him, you now have to say, okay, I'm ready to meet. And she said, well, what are we going to do? Walk around with masks? And I said, yeah, probably. Yeah. I said, but you can discuss it with him. Like, will we be wearing masks? Do you want to hug? Which sounds like a crazy question. I mean, pre-March, do you want to hug? I mean, Mm. come on. But now we sort of have to be very explicit about everything. I mean, even with friends, I ask, are we hugging? Are we like elbow tapping? What are we doing? Because- you don't know how someone else feels about it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually know of um, someone who did meet a person on Tinder and they met up and um, and she suggested, you know, going to um, a cafe. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. How about we just go for a walk? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and it's about, you know, at first she was like, what? What? Come on. but. I said to her, you need to understand where the other person's coming from as well yep, and exactly. how, how this could be affecting the other person. So, yeah, it's so, so important. It is. I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's really good advice because we don't know. I mean, maybe that person lives next door to someone elderly. We just don't know. Yeah. Well, apparently this um, this guy had elderly parents. And, there you go. Um, yeah. So he was just a bit mindful of that. So, yeah, it's really important to be respectful and try and understand where the other person's coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. The funniest conversation I've heard is, <laughs> I don't know if this is necessary for everyone or not, but I've had people say before they're going to kiss someone new during COVID, <laughs> I've kissed other people. Just wanted <laughs> to let you know, which is, that sounds crazy. Yeah. But I actually really respect someone who would say that because yeah. They're trying to be, you know, as transparent as possible and tell the other person what their risks are going to be. So, I mean, that it's so funny, but just it's a sign of the times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Erica, some what I've noticed is not just with my clients, but with some of my girlfriends mm-hmm. um, and even my male friends as well, um, they 
some of the difficulties that they have with online dating is, you know, oh, this person didn't respond or oh, mm-hmm. this this person is, um, you know, I was talking to this guy or I was talking to this girl and, you know, they're also talking to a friend of mine, which we just found out, <laughs> you know, okay. Um, or I give up on this, you know, it's the, the same shit all the time and I, I give up on it. But yep, yet, all the time I hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and give it a week or two. I'm bored. They create mm-hmm. another um, profile or another account, and they're doing the same thing over again. And I hear mm-hmm. the same complaints, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I just can't find anyone. Oh, all the guys are shit. Oh, all the women just want X, Y, and Z. Oh, that's this. Oh, it's that." And like, mm-hmm. so, what are you doing differently? Is what I usually ask. That's a great question um, yeah. to ask because usually when someone is making these overgeneralizations or complaining, they're not using online dating efficiently. Like usually when I drill down on it, and I'm sure if you drilled down on it with this person, they're probably not being proactive. They're probably not sending messages or responding to messages mm-hmm. or generally being engaged in the process. So of course it's not going to work. I mean, yeah. even today on that same Zoom call with the client right before this, she had five messages in Bumble that she had not answered in like a week. Mm. I asked her, I said, why didn't you answer these? She goes, well, I didn't know what to say. I said, that is a terrible excuse. I think I was a little nicer than that, but (laughs) come on. You can't then complain that online dating doesn't work. You had the control and you, you wasted it. And so It does take work. And I was saying to someone recently, I asked her why she chose a certain dating app, why she chose one over another. Mm -hmm. She said, well, it's low investment. It doesn't take that much time. And I said, is that the reason you want to be with someone? Like you end up with someone and you're like, well, he was low investment. So it worked. (laughs) And that really, as funny as it sounds, it really made her think about it. And it made her put in the extra work. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, um, I guess on that point as well, before you go on an online dating site, you need to think about what you want. The amount of times I've heard, oh, I don't know what I want, or mm-hmm. like you said, low investment, or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, look, I don't really have time, but I just want to flick through. And mm-hmm. yeah, I usually just swipe left anyway. But what is it that you want? And why are you doing this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, don't waste other people's time if you're just doing this to pass time or because you're bored or lonely or whatever. I mean, go into it and remember that there's another real human being at the other end who might be very invested in this process and really wants to meet someone. So it's okay to not know what kind of relationship you want. That's totally fine. But don't go in there with no intention of of actually trying because that way not only your time, but everyone else's time too. There are efficient ways to do online dating. I mean, I personally like people to keep a very clean, just like they keep a clean inbox, like, or some people I do, um, (laughs) in their email, keep it clean in the dating apps. So if someone doesn't respond in a timely fashion, it's okay to unmatch them. Uh, Or you know, if a conversation is going nowhere, it's okay to say to somebody, you know, I don't think we're a match. I wish you the best mm-hmm. and call it a day because I see, I mean, I, I almost like have a heart attack every time I see someone with 
you know, thousands of matches in there that they haven't talked to. And it it hurts me Mm. because I always say like, there could be someone wonderful in there who you have completely overlooked. Why? Why? Because you were lazy? Mm. Because you let a day pass by and didn't know what to say? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my next question, Erica. What's up with ghosting? That's another thing that I hear from my friends. Oh, he ghosted me or she ghosted me. I hate that it's part of the lexicon. I hate Mm. that it's so prevalent. I hate that I don't, I mean, to the extent that I can tell people not to, I tell people not to. I have written breakup texts for people before so they don't go to someone. I mean, I'll have people say like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't want to see him or her again. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Give me a break. So I've written, you know, thanks again for a nice time. You know, I just didn't feel the connection I was looking for, but I wish you nothing but the best. How hard is that? Transcribe that. Copy and paste that. Keep it in the notes in your phone. Yeah. You're doing the other person a favor by telling them you're not interested because it helps them get over you and they can move on. Yeah. If you don't write back to someone, if you ghost them or whatever you want to call it, they now start, especially if they don't have a lot of confidence, they're now questioning themselves. Yeah. What did I do? Did I cause this? And the answer is generally, they didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Mm. Don't do it. I would always rather some closure. Now, let's say, and this is sort of controversial, not controversial, but it's advice that not that I'm the only person I know who gives because, well, I'll just tell you what it is. So let's say you do get ghosted. So you reach out to someone and he or she just like, poof, disappears, doesn't get back to you. Yeah. I like closure and I like people to feel closure. So I've been known to give the advice if after a period of time you feel like you're not emotional about it. You can write to someone and say, hey, I'm really, you know, I'm disappointed I never heard from you, was looking forward to continuing to get to know you, wish you the best. Mm. If they don't provide you closure, it's okay to provide that closure to yourself. You're not sending that expecting a response. That's your closure. Oh, I love that. Not everyone's comfortable doing that. Sometimes people will say, well, I didn't want the other person to know how much I cared. Who cares oh. if they know you care? Yeah. You do care. Yeah. I have to say, um, I like many moons ago when I was on a dating site, I've had it kind of backfire on me where I, you know, politely yeah. told someone, you know, look, thank you so much for, mm-hmm. you know, dinner. It was so lovely meeting you. But, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, I will be, making dinner and all you know want to see you mm-hmm. again but you know in nicer words of course I made sure. sure I was really polite um that person didn't take it too well and ended up being quite nasty and aggressive mm-hmm. um and ended up putting my personal details up you know on <gasps> display online yeah to the point where I had to call the police ah <gasps> yeah so wasn't 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 a good that's thing. That's horrible. Yeah. That is horrible. But that's a that person problem, not a you problem. Yeah. And I certainly even though, oh my God, that is horrible, that doesn't mean you should stop being nice to people in the future because of one horrible person. But that's it. And this was after one date, mind oh, you. Oh, that is awful, awful, awful. I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah. So but clearly that person has a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I well definitely, and I just thought, you know what, Heidi, you dodged a bullet there. You know, oh, this person- I mean, <laughs> you saw that person's true colors. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that was one date and I... No, that's nuts. Yeah, so no kissing or anything. There's no booty call, nothing. So, but no, that's anyway. Crazy. <laughs> that's- In general, hopefully a person will graciously say thank you for letting me know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can't please everyone. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. So let's talk about some of the successes because I know that you've helped a lot of couples get together who have mm-hmm. met online. So mm-hmm. what have been some of the things that have been successful? Why has it been successful for some of these couples who have met online? Well, I mean, a couple's relationship is really only in their control. Yeah. So I just want to make sure people are gaining access to others online are doing online dating efficiently. Mm-hmm. And then once they meet, it's really up to them. And so, I mean, I love when my clients, you know, contact me later and tell me they've whatever started a relationship, gotten married. I had a client email me yesterday. He's like, yeah, I meant to email you before, but I'm celebrating my one-year marriage anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Um, to somebody you found for me online. So thanks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, which, you know, obviously feels amazing, yeah. uh, but, but that's not success to me. I mean, that is successful. Yes. But what I count as success is, are you getting more attention online and are you going on more dates? Mm-hmm. Cause those things we can control. Yeah. We can't control how other people feel about us. We can't control the longevity of relationships. We can't control things about other people. And so I think a lot of people are under the false impression that if a relationship doesn't go the distance, whatever that means to them, that everything was somehow a failure. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, everything's an experience and every relationship is going to end except for the one that doesn't. So just remember that, like there are incremental steps because I know everyone wants to hear the marriage story or the whatever. And, And I'm very proud that I can say that I've helped a lot of people get to their goal. But as long as you're having these experiences and, you know, sort of keeping your wits about you and maintaining a positive attitude, then online dating can work for anyone. Mm, yeah, that, that that's really good, really good advice there. I really like it. And I was actually just thinking as you were talking, you know, I probably need to do another bod- podcast of, okay, so you met online and you're about to go on your first date. Uh-huh. <laughs> And what what Love you need it. to know. Yeah, so maybe we need to do a part two of this, Erica. I mean, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So if people want to um, get in contact with you, Erica, or find out more information about you, how can they mm-hmm. do that? My website is a littlenudge.com. So a little n-u-d-g-e.com. All of my social media is at a little nudge. I know we connected on Instagram. My Instagram is scarily hilarious. Uh, (laughs) I post bad dating messages and profiles and lessons to be learned on my Instagram. So if you want to learn something on there, feel free. And then I also have a podcast. It's called So We Met Online. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts or you can go to sowemetonline.com. And you'll find, honestly, just Google Erica Dating Coach and you'll find me. (laughs) Feel free to reach out. And if you know, this is what I do. I write people's profiles. I, 
you know, I help people do online dating better. And if that's something that interests you or you're curious, I offer everyone, uh, if you sign up for a consultation call on my site, a free 20 minute consultation. So I'd be more than happy to talk to you. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for sharing your very useful tips. I really appreciate thank you for it. Having me. No worries at all. Let's do part two. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships. <laughs>